0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the podcast again this week. Uh, Beer and Bullshit was uh, happy to have Mr. Mark Durapo of Dabrowski Smoked Meats uh, joining us this week. And uh, we talked about all sorts of stuff, um, how uh, this COVID pandemic has been impacting the food industry. Uh, how it's impacted uh, society at large uh, education it uh, was a real good one Mark's a real thoughtful guy and uh, definitely has been doing his part to serve our community in this uh, uh, these trying times so hope you enjoy the podcast and uh, cheers so we are uh, hanging out uh beer and bullshit with uh meat man mark not uh man meat mark uh, as uh, the internet personality goes <laughs> but uh yeah hey how's it going man
1: pretty good pretty, pretty good bad. tired but uh it's been a crazy couple of months man <laughs> <laughs> i love he says couple months it's been like three and a half weeks <laughs> Yeah, but it, you know what? Panic buying has started uh mid uh, mid February actually. Oh yeah? So you've been seeing yeah, a lot of this so, panic
0: buying stuff?
1: Oh, yes I have. Oh, yes Jesus. I have.
0: Okay, I'm yeah. I'm like fascinated by this because uh, like I from the very beginning there when people were going were going crazy on the uh uh, like the toilet paper and all that. Toilet paper? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought that, uh, like I was fascinated by it at the beginning. One, because why would people buy toilet paper? And two, this isn't, like this thing that, that's going around right now, isn't, it wasn't threatening the supply chains at the time, right?
1: No, no, not yet. Okay. Not yet at all. But also, it it hasn't really affected the supply chain that much. It did it does in in, in spurt so it'll affect one one manufacturing plant for a couple of weeks, and then they're going to go back online once that passes through. Once they figure it out, then they go back in. So, like I've had my main supplier of chicken uh, is out; it's in Halton, Ontario, okay. and it's a free free range, free run uh a processor, and they were down for two weeks, and now they're back up. Because people are, the workers can go back to work now.
2: Okay. Okay, So
1: now other plants are going to close down because, especially in the States, the States are having a really bad outbreak. Yeah. Uh, And uh, some big plants are closing down in the States because they have over 200 people in one plant that has been positive. So that's, those plants are closed Mm -hmm. down. Those are huge plants, like 5,000 animals a day and uh, so that's that does affect the supply chain but at the end of the day there's enough in the supply chain to supply everything that 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 we need in consumption in Canada and in the United States uh, so there shouldn't be there is going to be a slight jump in prices which we've already seen but there's not going to be a you know a, a complete, uh, lack of food in the supply chain that some people are saying. I, I think the media is having uh, a frenzy on this. They are announcing, oh, this plant has closed down and it's going to create huge shortages. Mm. But it's its one plant out of 150 in North America. You know what I mean? So it's not, it, unless we see half of them go, then we'll have real issues. Yeah. But right now, as we go and as we see the uh, the curve being flattened, out that we're starting to see in Ontario in Canada, uh, we should see improvements in in, uh, in the supply chain uh, risk as well. Um, so I don't perceive being in the market and being talking to buyers and sellers all day. We don't see a huge risk right now.
0: Okay. Okay. And because uh, I know we we talked about this on while well, ever since we started doing these podcasts from the basement uh, that. It's, it's not, it's not a problem from a, like a logistics standpoint, but it does become a problem when people are purchasing more than they typically would. And then it's, it's sort of like a self-perpetuating thing because there's a psychological aspect to that, right? Like you take the toilet paper example for one, you go to the grocery (laughs) store where you're normally able to buy toilet paper whenever you want, right? You show up there, somebody's cleared out the aisle. The next time you go there... You might not clear out the aisle if you see the toilet paper on it, but you're going to buy more than you normally would. And if everybody correct. else does that, then suddenly the consumption side becomes more, and all you need is one disruption on the side of production, and you're creating a shortage that didn't have to exist in the first place, right?
1: Correct, correct. Yeah. And and you're and you're seeing a good example too of that is uh, uh, la lavure, um, uh, yeast. in English, is uh, yeast who buys yeast at the grocery store? Who buys yeast? Uh, and now everybody's buying yeast.
2: <laughs> there it also be though, like, you know, we talked about people aren't, and it's true that yeast, for some reason, has gone, it's you can't find it. But is it that you know, we talked about it as well, no one's going out anymore. So, you know, let's say some people like some people go out every second day and get you know, Wendy's or whatever every second bloody day, uh, or pick up lunch at the Browskis. Yeah, or whatever.
1: <laughs> I or, closed my lunches. <laughs> yeah, I know. Smart move.
2: So, like, stuff like that, you know, like, so more people are eating in, but, like, you see everyone right now posting baking pictures and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone's baking, so, you know, you, if they're going to be using yeast or doing whatever type of cooking with that or baking, like, it's something that, you know, the grocery stores never really had to have that much in stock. And now just yes. with a few extra purchases, like, well, shit, we, like we don't order this very often like all right i guess we get back on it and like you know they just order what they usually would order but that mm. doesn't ke- keep up because the, the people are home doing nothing
0: yeah 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 that's yeah. that's an interesting component to this because you can translate that to any aspect right like yeah. now that there's been a change in like collective behavior the need for different products has changed right like gasoline is a big one like what sure the price of gas is completely low but you we sort of realize that gas is worthless if you go nowhere
2: mm-hmm.
1: correct
0: All Right. so it's uh i don't know we've sort of had this imposed on us now so everybody is changing their behaviors and now the market i guess will respond we'll see what uh what it looks like
1: mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a good point where you're talking about how People were going out every second day, every day. Like I, I used to see clients come into my shop once, a, like four or five times a week. You know, for every single piece of meat they wanted that day, yeah. they would pick it up that day before getting home. Where now that's not happening because you're not going to go to a store at this point and just buy the bare minimum. You're gonna, you're gonna stock up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you're gonna stop. You're gonna stop stock up for at least a week.
0: At least, yeah. I
1: used to go I, I used to, go to the grocery store four or five times a week. Yeah. What do I need for dinner? Okay, I'm going to run into Metro, quickest place, run yeah. in, grab a couple things, leave. Yeah. Well, I didn't now, have any onions. Like...
2: Shit, I got to go get some onions. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Now, it's like I have a working list for my Sunday morning yeah. to go to the grocery store just to get my... Like, I'm organized because yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spend any more time in that grocery store than I need to because... Yeah we're compulsed by, by everything right now because there's fear that's put, like this fire's put fear into us. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 it, and it's a real fear. It's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's not fake. There, there's real people dying. There's real people uh, being sick. Uh, our nurses are in the front line working on these patients without the proper PPEs, which is starting to get better as, as, as we're going further. But, this is real it's not fake and people that are a lot of people are saying well you know it's not that bad right now well it's because our governments worked hard as a cooperative yeah. working federal provincial and municipal to make sure that we were doing this right yeah. yes we did we didn't quarantine ourselves but we created an atmosphere of of distancing ourselves of of, of self isolation uh, you know, saying you have to be so far from another individual, and and it's working, mm-hmm. and now people are using this uh, as leverage of saying, "Well, it wasn't that bad."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 sort of gotten into that, and and the thing is, is I I think this is what's kind of frustrating about, and I'm sure it's only going to get more frustrating as this thing sort of flattens out and you start to hear the people play the blame game and and sort of look for accountability back and forth yeah there there's some serious hardship that this has put on people and i think the people who are talking about this as if either it's fake which is a, a big um like there's a lot of misconception there and misinformation or or the fact that it's uh it's not as bad as the the i guess was predicted they don't have a good understanding or a good framing of the situation they don't know that well one one of the reasons like you just said that it's not as bad as it could have been or as the projections were saying is because we took action right Correct. We took action, yeah. and that therefore things flattened out, and people are keeping their distances. There's not as many cases, not as many deaths. It's it's exactly it worked as intended. The other Correct. side of it too is I don't think people are are fully understanding or grasping like when they talk about things like death rates or they talk about infection rates or uh, you know how this impacts. It, it, I remember there was a meme at the very beginning of all this. It was like it's not about you. It's not about the individual person. It's more about how this thing can spread. It's very true when people say, yeah, like there are viruses that have been a lot more deadly than this one. The problem is, is those, those viruses infected people very quickly and killed them very quickly. They didn't hang around in healthy people for weeks at a time spreading around to other people, right? Yeah. Lot you could catch scary. it right
1: away and you could stop it right away. Yeah.
0: Higher death. Or it just burnt itself out, right? Like it would yeah. the people became symptomatic right away and they were quarantined right away and it killed those people only and didn't infect anybody else. So they yeah. got like, what,
2: what it, viruses we talk about though.
0: Like Ebola. When like when they yeah. got on top of In Ebola quickly, yeah. right? Like that it just uh H one N one was like that. SARS was like that. Right? Yeah. It right. was just yeah. yeah, they were just more intense diseases
2: that you didn't have asymptomatic people who you didn't know for over a week and a half but they had it or not
0: and giving it to people that they were walking around to right that that's why we didn't react this way for it so it's a bit like a perfect storm right of of factors that it, it it's deadly it's deadlier than yeah it was a good movie uh, <laughs> uh de- it's it's deadly enough that it's no more notable than something like the flu. I think they're talking like it's going to be like ten times yeah. worse than the flu, right? Like five to ten yeah. times worse. But it it goes. It's it's not deadly enough to the point where it it sort of like
1: burns itself out. Correct. Right. So and and and, and the and the scary part of it is that it's it's a, like it's it's a virus that is unknown to man right now. Mm-hmm. Well, to the average public, if we want to go into a conspiracy, we can go in a conspiracy of, you know, what's, what was really happening in, 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 who, in the Hubei co- uh, uh, province in their in their laboratories, like people would start going into there. But at the end of the day, nobody knew what this virus was and how it reacts and how long it takes. And, and, and you know, when you say it takes 12 to 13, 14 days for symptoms to start. You know, you can infect a lot of people, yeah. and and it's when you get to the people that are susceptible to the worst of this of this disease that's where you have to protect.
0: No, you're, and
1: you're
0: absolutely- that's where
1: the issue is, and, and and that's where it comes to. It's not about you. It's about who we're trying to protect. Yeah. Because okay. the three of us, we should come out pretty good out of this if if we do have it, or maybe we probably already got it. It's you possible, yeah. yeah. Like for me, I could have already got it. Hey, yep. before I shut down my store to the public, we were—I was dealing with two to three hundred people a day into my small wow. store. Think, think about that. And and <laughs> we we started putting our heavy policies on on, on clean, cleanliness on sanitation. Uh, the week before so the thursday before we had a meeting and we created a policy procedure when everybody else is creating them at the same time and so the friday for a full seven days i mean my hands were raw from washing uh you know my staff's hands were raw from washing and a lot of people say why don't you just use gloves all day (laughs) yeah but gloves are but gloves are made for one-time use Yeah. yeah as soon as you touch something else like it's a false people think okay well i have gloves so it's going to be cleaner but it's the same thing as your hands you know if you use your hands and you walk around the shop and you touch something that's dirty and then you go touch another spot that that now you're creating and you're dirtying that space well because people think well i'm having gloves i'm protected i'm protecting everything else but you're not protecting anybody you're just keep you're just dirtying again so like the most important part is hand washing that's right you know and proper uh, proper sanitation. You know, we were we were washing every single door handle. You know, every thirty to fifteen minutes. And uh, my wife wants to say hello. <laughs> no, <that's laughs>
2: <you kidding. laughs>
0: Hi, Fran. Hi. How's it Hi. going?
2: <laughs> I can't hear you guys, so I'm just saying
1: no. <laughs> hello. And uh, so, you know, that was that was quite a bit of work. And uh, so when COVID one happened that night, uh, which was eleven thirty at night, that's when I decided I had to change what was happening in
2: my store. Mm -hmm. Because before that, if you ever walked into that shop, filthy, (laughs) yes, all over the place. They finally put in a cleaning thank god
0: <laughs> this you know if there's some good that comes out of this there might be uh more more sanitary uh, food handling procedures over at uh at the yeah yeah
2: exactly uh, uh, Raw chicken uh, just sitting on the raw uh, with beef yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We're, we're just we're, we're just full of alcohol everywhere uh, just it.
0: But, but i do find it curious because like um like for you the net effect of this has been been probably the fact that p- people have been coming to your business more right you've seen more demand on on your business so mm-hmm. you know it, it that comes with its own hardships i'm sure like longer hours having to have like you you called it right a a month-long marathon sprint yeah <laughs> i don't know marathon. it sounds like the worst <laughs> event in the world but uh you <clears throat> It's, there's other people that it's caused other kinds of hardships, like, um, oh. where things like job loss or, or, you know, not not being deemed essential, not having their business their business running, uh, and, and loss of revenue on that front. Uh, not to speak of even the bigger difficulties of, like, if somebody in your family or you yourself had fallen sick, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but... I find like kind of getting back to where people have been sort of scapegoating or looking for some kind of convenient answer to this right like oh it's yeah. not as bad as whatever a lot of the, I, I'm finding that a lot of the people making those comments end up being the people who have been impacted in that way right where it's had a a, a pretty significant negative effect and to some extent you can't you can't blame them for f- sort of glomming on to the, the most convenient answer and it's it's easy to fall into the trap, especially with the internet now, with uh, circulating the you know COVID truth. That uh, yeah. it's
1: yeah, it, truth. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 first uh, the first documentary. Yeah. COVID nineteen yeah. peer reviewed YouTube videos.
2: There's gonna be a <laughs> exactly. change for sure
0: coming. What's that, J?
2: Give me a loose change version of COVID-19.
0: <laughs> They're going to be uh, the deconstructing the whole thing.
2: Uh, and that's the problem with those videos is that, and even like somebody, like say somebody releases their own testimonial thing and how how they don't think it's true. Uh, I'm not going to go with anything else, but it's, you can have a 20 minute or 10 minute rant with no one saying, that's wrong, that's wrong, shut up, that's wrong. Like, picking out the different things. So, like, if you are into it, and then you're like, well, I'm going to go listen to this person and their argument, like, you know what, that was 10 minutes of that person talking, good points, good points. But no one else was saying, wait a second, can't do that.
0: Yeah, but, Jay, (laughs) I think that works mostly on people who the answers provided in in whatever video they're watching explains their problem away,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that and, and like people who are looking for a reason that like to, to explain the problem away, like they're, they're looking for something else yeah. already yeah and they just they see it cool. you're like, you "No, know that was awesome yeah. but if they would have had you know like let's say it was a, a it was a one-on-one interview on cnn and there was a doctor next to it and saying like that's not how that works that's not how that works we do that because of this it never would have been like it wouldn't be the same
0: but the one thing i because i i think we're sort of uh buzzing around the elephant in the room here. Uh there was a video circulating go online there. recently. Yeah, you're going to go there. No, no, it. we 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 won't go there and it won't go there in the, in the in the in the way you think. What cuz when when I saw that and I watched the whole thing and and I mean I I clearly it was um a wrong perspective. Yeah. It was it was wrong. It was, it was a wrong perspective on the situation, but I I sort of felt for this person who was yeah, who was, who was bring out, I was sympathizing, and one thing that that sort of disturbed me was how this was being circulated. Right, somebody ripped that video off of a, a Facebook page, po- posted it to an anonymous YouTube page with the comments disabled, and you know, regardless of how wrong the claims were in that in that video, um. Uh, <laughs> and I, I feel like this is perf- this is great pod in, in in how Jay would say it right yeah. we're we're talking about something that most people we're not are yeah. just going to be like what the fuck are you, are you guys talking about but um you know as as much as that was that was the case uh I don't think anybody's ever been ridiculed out of their bad opinions right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, you ever yeah. make fun of somebody until they change their mind and said, you know what, Mark, you really have a good point. I'm, uh, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. And, uh, <laughs> you know, no, it's, it, I, I think more understanding and like less public shaming should be a little bit, <laughs>
1: you yeah. know? So, so I take it. For, so, you know, I watched the video for, for about a minute because I couldn't take, <laughs> couldn't take and, it. Uh, <laughs> it seems to be no, the, no, the reaction of a lot of people. Yeah, and and I kind of go back to early February when, uh, or, or mid-February when, actually it's funny, my mother said this. She says, you know, this is going to spread and it's going to create discomfort. It's going to create fear. People are going to react in different ways. Yeah. And uh, people are going to make bad choices. Mm-hmm. And we got to come back to... Who are we as a community? And, uh, and and we still have to be human and we still have to be kind to others uh, during the rough times. Yeah. And that was a perfect example of an individual that is extremely stressed out because this individual's livelihood and everything that this individual has worked for can be lost overnight. Yeah. And uh, this was this individual's way of, of venting,
0: yeah.
1: you know, and, and, and of trying to create change. But I think, you know, we are right in the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, we, we can't break the law. We can't, we, we can't go away from what we are trying to achieve as a community. Uh, we're trying to safeguard others, not safeguard ourselves.
2: Um, Go ahead. I'll finish. I'll let you start. Sorry. I don't want to jump on you.
1: And and at the end of the day, I think it was a perfect example. And I was explaining this to other people during the day because I see a lot of people bringing the bags to their vehicles and whatnot. And a lot of people were talking about it. Um, And that's what the message I was trying to portray to everybody is let's remember who we are and what we're trying to do at the end of the day. Uh, People will react differently. People will be affected differently. I am so lucky in the position that I have with uh, a food market, uh, food business, is that it's it's safeguarded in any way, in any type of economic times. Everybody always needs to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, and so I'm humble, but I'm also humble for the people that are going through the roughest times. You know, there's so many businesses down Wilson that cannot operate anymore because they are not essential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I talk to them and, you know, they're they're in tears, they're stressed out about their finances and things like that. They can't apply for that $40,000 from the government for that loan for two years because they don't have enough payroll. But they still have a $4,000 rent to pay every month. You know, so just to come back and, and really think, okay, yes, this individual did do wrong. But let's get above that and and help that individual out to get through, Yeah, you know. Be positive for, you know, not just saying you're wrong, you're wrong. We get it, you're wrong. But don't bash the person because there is a severe
2: effect of what's happening with this pandemic on on people's psyche. Um, So that's my thing that I want to say about that. It's interesting because, like, you're talking about, you know, we have to, like, you mentioned, it's not just, you know, like, yeah, it's these people, like this one person who put the video out, it's it's not just, you know, it's it's her livelihood or their livelihood or whoever. You know, they're losing that that, that livelihood, that business, and it's about them, and, you know, they are they want, you know, there's might be a better way to implement change. But it's interesting because, like, I remember, you know, being a, you know, going to school for how many years, I'm not sure how many years I did, but I remember learning about...
0: Oh, <laughs> fuck. Tell us again, Jay.
2: Waste, <laughs> waste of now. no. Uh, no, but I remember learning about, uh, it was, this was like, you know, I was taking, I went to go take politics, like side classes, you know, I'm like, oh, this would be fun. ended up being horrible because I can't write and I had to write things. Uh, I also
0: can't read, fun fact. Yeah,
2: <laughs> interesting, which is why I was <laughs> in school for so long. Uh, <laughs> but I remember uh, they talk about, you know, the difference between Western and Eastern. But you
1: went further than both of us. That's true. <laughs> no idea how Mr. MBA. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or as John Blanjo would say WMBA for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but I remember be uh, different between Eastern and, and Western uh, societies, how Western are individual individualistic and singular, whereas Eastern societies were always community based. So religions were always about you know the people you know about the community where is in the, in, in the east but in the west it was you know like you gotta do better yourself you gotta make sure you you get into heaven it was never about like talking about the community and then like and, and it's almost like you know that's kind of like in, instilled in our like beliefs too like because you know like you hear you know these guys in michigan saying you know we gotta open back up and they got the machine the machine guns out on the w- waving the confederate flag in michigan which kind of off a yeah little a little bit little. weird yeah, like, you know, South <laughs> t- Taiwan, South Korea—they're like, no, we're shutting down. We're—we're we're even going longer. We're gonna wear masks all the time. We already do. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we're not gonna change that. That's just how you should do. Because I should take care of my mm-hmm. neighbor. And by one afternoon, be like, if this is gonna... There you go. Nice. Hey, there you go. I'm gonna go put my mask on again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it's interesting. Like, you're—you you're, know—like we have to understand that it's a community thing. It's—it's it's a a group thing. Like, it's not just you. It's other people. So, like, when I saw that video, I got kind of a little upset because I was like, yeah, I understand, and I sympathize, and it sucks, and I get it, and, like, I feel bad. There's a better way to do this, but it was kind of like, you know what, we like, calling on other people to break the law or to, to to rise up against this, but it was to fix your problem, which their problem is legitimate, and they have a legitimate issue, and, hey, man, I, I, can, I can't put myself in those shoes, and if I did, it would suck. I get it, but... You know, like you have to think about the greater good too. Yeah,
0: and 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 I think that's where the big problem of like this disinformation comes from. Because let's say these, you know, these uh, documentary videos and uh, conspiracy theories don't exist, right? Somebody who's having that gen that genuine hardship, they don't have any easy excuse to get, to, to glom onto, right? Like no, if, if no one is talking about or claiming that this is fake and this is all made up and it's all about control, right? That, then that person doesn't have that, to that trap to fall into, right? They don't have that easy, that easy answer to their problems. So, I I don't know. Like, do, does that mean that we have stronger community response behind it? And we say, Hey, you know what you you're having, uh, you're having a hard time. We're going to support you extra once your business is back open. And, and I don't know, like I, I, I feel like you in this time, people who have been able to keep working and have been able to, to, um, to, I don't know, keep earning a paycheck either from home or their businesses redeemed essential, that kind of stuff. Like, you've got to start to ponder to yourself. What's your responsibility as a community member, right? Like, do you want to live in a strong community? And if you do, then you would be looking locally at like, eh, I mean, it's so easy to buy stuff on Amazon right now, but like maybe make the extra effort to, to look around, you know, spend a little bit more money.
1: You're making a really good point there. Uh, Corey. Um, thanks. I'm going to leave now. (laughs) Yeah. No, but, like, it, it, it is driving. That, that force of uh, buy local, buy Canadian is extremely strong right now. Um, my shop, even when people are calling it, because everything has to be called in for orders, people are saying, you know what, it's the first thing I buy from you, and uh, I want to support you because you're local, you're a local business owner. You're, you know, I don't need to support the big heavyweight, of Metro and uh, President's Choice and, and uh, Solbeys and whatnot. I wanna support you guys. And I think that will come and that is getting created. Uh, and we're all, we're also gonna see, like I said, we're gonna see the by Canadian and by North American a lot bigger uh, today, uh, especially I think the governments are gonna move that route. I don't know about our pr- prime minister, but I do know our our our, our current uh, premier. That is where he's going to go with this in the next uh, during the rest of his term, um, and I think that's huge and that's a good thing um, we need to because we can't we can't be caught with our pants down again that we don't even make you know any PPE products in Canada, mm-hmm. and, that, and that surprised me. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, we don't make any PPE products in Canada.
0: It. It is kind of crazy uh, because you you did start to see, and, and I think a lot of this was sort of apparent when Trump was elected. Is you started to see this kind of sentiment towards uh, deglobalization, right? Like uh, yeah. more nationalism and and protectionism and that kind of stuff, and you know, we, we're all looking at that, like, oh, we've outsourced everything. We've outsourced the jobs to, to China. We've outsourced all our manufacturing, uh, across the world. Uh, and we need to start bringing things back home. The one thing, and I think if you take the long view in all of this, like globalism definitely, um, made for more inner reliance between countries, which arguably has led to, uh, pr- like, a prolonged period of peace in the world, right? Yeah, uh, correct. So the 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 f- the less interdependent that we become on other countries, there's a benefit there, but I'm sure there's a balance to be had in the sense that you know we also don't want to find ourselves in World War Three in you know 20 years from now.
1: Or sooner. So, yeah, I, what I what I do predict, I do predict of uh, it coming back a little bit more on a national level, uh, but it's gonna ba- bounce back uh, to globalization again. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the ultimate thing, and the ultimate thing is money, and the people that oh. control the world. Oh, it's porn, all about sorry. money. <laughs> hey, porn. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. But but it's 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 going to be it's it's going to be a wave. It's going to be uh, we're gonna we're gonna buy local. We're gonna buy Canadian uh, for the next let's say four or five years because it's really fresh. But then you're gonna start to see companies buying companies again. So we're gonna create new comp- new great Canadian companies, great Canadian products. But they're gonna get eaten up, mm. uh, especially in Canada because Canada has some of the most lenient. Uh, uh, foreign investment policies in the world. And there's no backbone from our, from, from our federal government. Uh, they, all they want to see is federal, is, uh, is investments in Canada. And when, uh, when they count as just a financial investment as being a good thing is different than having somebody come in and building yeah. Something here Not just Not just stealing By purchasing yeah. But and it's also been Going on for it. years Oh this, It's this it, it's huge I mean In the last 20 years Easily yeah That yeah. I mean When we were When we were in university When we were doing our B.Com We were in the Golden age Of Canadian Divest Divestiture
2: You know You've you seen uh, There's the, a face the, in your Your window behind you Is there really? There was yes.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's my wife probably taking out the dog.
2: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's that was funny. funny. That's really funny. <laughs> into Sorry, go ahead.
1: What Keep are you going. saying? But, but yeah, so it's, I, I think uh, we're we're gonna see we're gonna see a rise in, but I think it will have a long lasting effect. But we're gonna go back to, to to where we're at at the end of the day.
2: I think uh, two points about that. Yeah. Sorry, Corey. If you no, want to go no, ahead, no, no. You... go ahead. Go ahead. So two points, and I I agree, hundred percent. I wonder. So I have a feeling when it comes to PP, I think you'll see a huge purchase on like trying to stock up and making sure we have a, a, a national stockpile waiting. Blah blah blah. But that's after you know different governments coming in and out, looking to save money. You know the the repurchasing to 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 get rid of the obsolete equipment. That'll slow down, and some of those stockpiles will dwindle in like twenty years. And we won't have that stockpile like we should. That'll be the one thing, and I think everyone kind of like that's kind of like you know Mark saying after twenty years, even when it comes to you know, instead of just economics, just locally. Uh, but I then think uh, I I wonder if there'll be kind of an increase on that like that breadbasket idea, you know, like how you know in in Canada, Ontario, you know, dairy produ- production has to be a level of Canadian when it comes to eggs or whatever. There's certain products that have to be. The, we have a percentage of Canadian farmers ha, are, are have priority, and we only allow so much foreign investment in those products. I wonder if there will be an expansion of that, especially when it comes to food or other essential supplies. Uh, will it be opened up later on? Most likely, but I wonder also, like you know, and I think you know, I'm not sure if you guys agree if if you think that will happen. But I wonder if this also gives a bit of a a push to you know the dairy industry who are trying to keep american companies at bay Mm -hmm. if this kind of helps them with their argument
0: um well what you're saying i think kind of speaks to what i what i the point i I wanted to make initially was i think you're going to see a lot more companies talk like rather than prioritizing quarter to quarter profits it's going to be more uh resilience Right, like how can the how can they build up? And and I think to some extent the breadbasket concept that you're talking about, right? Like building up reserves of some kind. Like how much can you weather? Like are are, are you going to fall apart at the first sign of a you know whether it be a recession or it be an environmental ha- like issue? Uh, you know, you've got to think that some of the smartest corporations out there are thinking about. uh you know, the coming effects of climate change as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that, there's going to be a lot of disruption in, uh, in business, business activity, uh, pandemics one that I don't know, uh, wasn't really in the front of my mind, probably somewhere behind like nuclear war, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it happens and look how much it's disrupted our lives. Like we recorded fucking four podcasts in a row, like, uh, Clearly, this has been a big change.
1: <laughs> so, and, I, and I finally had time to say, yes, I'll do one. Yeah. <laughs> no, sure uh, no oh. it, it,
0: but, but I do think that, uh, you know, that's going to be kind of a, a reason or a motivation for companies to have more of a, a resilience factor in their business. How much can they weather a disruptive event like this?
1: So, so large corporations ha- are prepared for things like this. They have war chests, and, and they always make sure that that's full, uh, either to, to take care of an opportunity or either to be ready for a, down, a large downturn. Uh, the issue is teaching this to small and medium companies,
0: yeah.
1: and those are the people that do not have a war chest. Uh, they are not ready to for any downturn they're not ready they, i mean nobody was ready for the, for saying you know what we're closed for two months <laughs> like nobody's
2: that's ready like no one's that. business plan yeah
1: you know that's a nobody's business plan uh, and, and and even myself i remember when you know on uh on uh, i think it was like the 17th or the 16th uh, covid 1 came in at 11:30 at night and uh i told francis says, you know if i have to shut down like I give myself a month. Yeah. You know, I got I got huge bill. Like I got bills, I got payments, I got rent, I got uh, loans, and, and that have to that, ha- that that are due, and I got a big payroll coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're you're always uh, working on your cash flow. And yeah, I do have some reserves, but they're they're not that huge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I told Francis the decision that I have to make. It can't be about myself. Mm -hmm. when i made the decision to whichever way i needed to operate i have to make it that it's good for my family and my community and my staff Mm -hmm. like i can't force my staff to work in a in a pandemic environment that's out of control yeah Uh, so you know you have to your business owners take the risk uh but they never knew that this risk was part of the portfolio Yeah, yeah but it but but at the end of the day it's it's not your fault and, and that's what i told myself if i fail i wouldn't be ashamed because this was out of my control this was out of my risk factors yeah. that, 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 that i've ever thought of yeah. and and for myself i knew if i'd lose everything i'd be able to rebuild i'm resilient like that i i have it in me I'm positive like that And I'm always positive in any situation that I put myself in Um, But you're right There will be a new trend of Companies looking at their uh, Financial war chest Making sure that it's well padded And this also goes out Not just to corporations That we are the engines of the economy It's going to go out to people's Personal finances yeah. I mean, how many people do you know that have a finance truck that was about sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars 80000 They have a sea they have a ski they have a boat. Mortgage as they high as they can get? The mortgage as high as they can get? They can't get through this. And that is why our government had to, uh, you know, make one of the biggest stimulus plans ever recorded, which is purely Keynesian. And Which I agree because if the government wouldn't have done taken these actions to help everybody out during these rough times is that when we do get out of this pandemic mode and we do start to get out again and start working, the market would have crashed and there would have been no coming back from it. Whereas we're investing into people's uh, homes and we're investing in, you know, like we're going to have to pay for all that. Don't get me wrong, but at least the economy is going to be able to rise up faster than ever. Yeah. yeah, and that's the scary part because what what's going to happen is when we do get unleashed and people start making money again, people are going to be spending. So the the the, the economy is going to is going to rock. Yeah. Okay, but if we look back at what happened in <laughs> we call it the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> okay
0: yes. yes i know exactly where you're going with well, this and it's fucking it, it's like go ahead and, i'll let you finish your point and
1: and, and this is and, and i i've put a lot of thought in this so we've had the i mean history repeats itself and we had the <laughs> roaring 20s and you know it was all good people spending on vehicles on new homes on new products on everything and then all of a sudden the market can't hold this growth anymore and it just crashes, hmm. and that's what's going to happen again, and uh, for sure. But it's going to—we we have different social mechanisms to protect ourselves. But the problem is—is is will the government have enough space in their own uh, 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 capital and, and what they could get from their monetary policies to be able to cushion that that next downturn?
0: The next after bill, this, right?
1: because. The next blow, because the next blow, because we everything is already so leveraged. Uh, our everybody, every household in Canada is leveraged to the T. Uh, our governments are leveraged to the T. And especially going through this downturn uh, or this this crisis, what's that two hundred billion dollars going to do to us when we need to get another? 400 billion dollars down the road.
0: See, that's it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because I read a Globe and Mail article the other day that was saying, uh, and, and it was hilarious, well, no, darkly hilarious. The person <laughs> who wrote it said, was like, oh, just think of the 1918 Spanish flu, okay? What mm-hmm. happened after, the? there was a huge downturn during the 1918 Spanish flu, and after that came the roaring 20s, so... Look up, folks. That's what we're looking forward to. It's like, what came after the Roaring Twenties again? <laughs>
2: like, people so, jumping out of buildings. Yeah, right. <laughs> the only thing, though, when when people get into the talk, I'm like, oh, the government can only take so much money out afterwards. There's only so much room. They're already so leveraged. Uh, I think it's you know, we are a globalized world that. And we're at to the level that we never were at before yeah. as well. And we have to remember, like, who's going to call this debt? That's the question. So we want to talk about, you know, you know, uh, you know, know, this. people always talk about the states and how, you know, the largest owner of their debt is China. Yeah. But it's actually a very small percentage. The vast majority of that debt is the people. You know, yeah. it's the taxpayers from there. So who's going to call? So let's, let's say Cam has to go take out another... Two hundred billion because there's a the second drop, mm-hmm. and we have social mechanisms and also economic mechanisms to ease those things from happening. Where they're supposed to, in theory, you know, stop a crash. But who's going to call that debt? So they want to take a two hundred. Yeah, they put us into the hole again. Once again, we're G seven nation. We have a a uh, uh, we have a higher uh, or a better interest rate at the World Bank than anyone else. Uh, blah blah blah. But who's going to call that debt? So I, like, it's at the point where these countries can kind of just,
1: yeah,
2: take money out and keep on going,
1: keep printing money.
2: Well, that's the thing. What's going to st- What's going to stop them? Who's going to call it? Because guess what? It won't just be and destruction of money. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like Canada won't be the only one doing it. It'll be the states. It'll be China. It'll be Russia. It'll be blah 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 because they're all being the same issue because it's such a globalized economy that it's. Are we? We're all going to be at the same level and like. Quick
0: side note: I, uh, I uh, am thinking of moving to blah blah blah. It sounds like a <laughs> great place to live. <laughs> I gotta go get another beer. I'll be back.
2: I think this is when know. you got to move to like you know Cuba. You know you're on your own. <laughs> Nothing's happening. They, they're not treating anyone. Yeah, exactly. They, they might have well, a deal with Nicaragua or something, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they ship out baseball players to Florida, but next to that, they're kind of on their own. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's, Have a rum on the beach. What are you drinking
1: there? I'm uh, I'm having a pumpkin ale from
2: Fullbeard. All right, pumpkin ale. Yeah, I had that. Ooh. Wasn't that the, the yeah. pumpkin? I've never had. I, it. not that a Plump- something, no, something pumpkin. else?
1: pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin. Yeah,
2: pumpkin. Pretty sure I got a pumpkin in in, in college one time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I like get a, a nail. What a drink! <laughs> so is. yeah, from so you got them from. That's actually pretty solid one. I had that. That was during their uh, uh, Halloween or Thanksgiving time. Halloween, yes. Yeah. Halloween, Thanksgiving. And what are you having there, there, Corey? Uh,
1: well, I am
0: uh, drinking the session IPAs again. Uh, I started off with uh, Compasses Polar Day session IPA, and uh, now I'm moving on to my favorite from Full Beard. Master of Beta Session IPA, so...
1: That is my favorite from Full Beard it as well. It
0: is amazing. I gotta it's- say, it's a beer that you can drink all night, and it's got some serious flavor.
2: Well, I'm, today I'm going with the, uh, the Hipster, mm. the Hibiscus Ale from Compass. Uh, it's the one from Compass... Like, not the one, but it's my go-to at Compass, for sure. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, and... Supposed to drink with a tulip glass or a a glass or whatever. Wyzen
0: glass. You're drinking it out of a glass glass.
2: No, I'm drinking out of. Uh, this would be uh, this would be a tulip, I think, technically. Or
0: <laughs> that's
1: a tulip glass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> next next week I'm going to drink out of a measuring cup.
2: <laughs> Might as well.
0: You know this is this is what happens. I haven't done uh, I haven't done dishes since quarantine started and. I, I would say that I'd show up with my hair all fucked up, but I got no hair anymore, so.
1: Yeah, is that is that why we can't see you in the video?
0: Yeah, I think so. You can't <laughs> see me in the video, really?
1: No, 100%.
0: Are you, you're fucking kidding me.
1: I see your hand.
0: Ah, no. <laughs> is that, that better?
1: There we go.
0: <laughs> ah, you couldn't
1: see me at all this whole time? i see you pretty much. okay well, i see you as, as long as you Well, it's because it. it's i don't i'm uh oh, like i'm on a cell phone you're on yeah a phone. Okay, okay okay that's
0: why you're scaring do you also me. you have a
2: set to voice or or whoever's speaking
1: no i how do i do that
2: there's a couple the of ways
1: yeah. i'm is sorry joining i'm us cool. from a
2: uh,
0: low-tech <laughs> podcast studio
2: I've been working hey, from, uh, from for a while now, so I've been using all these different uh, video conferencing things.
1: You guys, you guys are lucky working for government and government agencies.
0: Uh, <laughs> Jay, Jay, I'm going to have to cut this part out because uh, we have a strict we don't talk about where we work policy.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> funny. We never say where we work, but we talk where, where everyone else yeah, works. Yeah, That's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: It's the
0: whole point of the podcast. Why would we have Derps on if he didn't work where he worked?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're giving you dozens of, of listeners.
0: That's right. That's right. Oh, That's
2: man. I have a question. Sure. Uh, do you find that, and like, I'm sure you, you you don't keep metrics, but you probably kind of keep in your mind uh, demographics who, who would come to your store. Uh. Mm-hmm. I would assume before you took over, it was probably an older demographic, like my father and stuff like that. Uh, I'm assuming because of, you know, uh, your connections community and people, you know, and friends, I'm sure the demographic that would come was younger. Do you find that it, uh, let's say our demographic, let's say, we'll, we'll say 30 to 45 or 30, yeah, 30, 45. Do you think that has increased during this time? Or do you think, uh, you've had a bump in maybe an older demographic
1: a huge bump in older demographics okay. um oh yeah i would probably say at this point right now uh i we're probably doing about 60 percent of our business to over 50 right now really and wow. yeah and that's because they're staying home uh they want to, all they want to do is they, they don't want to go walk around in the grocery store to get all their stuff uh, they're trying. They're planning out their week with my bundles that I've created, and uh, then they go for their quick milk, eggs, uh, essentials, uh, paper products, soap products at the groceries once a week. Uh, they don't want to spend more than five minutes at a grocery store, and uh, I think that's 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 a huge factor there because they they are the ones that are most susceptible to 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 this disease. And uh, some people, some of the people in that age group are scared as hell. Uh, they've had a heart attack. They have, they have, uh, they've had pulmonary uh, issues, you know, uh, uh, they've had uh, diabetes or whatnot. So they don't want to be in public. And especially, you know, grocery stores are doing uh, good work now to, uh, uh, to make their places uh, more secure and uh, more safe for, for individual but you can't control everything I mean I was in a grocery store last Sunday and uh, no not last the Sunday before because it was we were at uh, we were at the cottage uh, but you know somebody touching each box like why are you touching all this stuff you know what in it yeah. just grab it and put it in your fucking uh, you know in your cart yeah. Don't no. touch it. This is this don't is the part t- that's don't 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 look at the apples. The apple you grab is your apple. That's right. It doesn't matter if there's it's a bad apple. You touch it. You grab it. Yeah.
2: But you don't read the contents of Frosted Flakes. Like I want to know <laughs> what's in there. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Like, box. like if you don't know what Frosted Flakes oh. are, put the fucking box down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Jay, Jay, they're checking to make sure they're ripe. <laughs> Is the box soft enough? You, uh, your mom yeah. never taught you how to do groceries, Jay. Sorry. Uh, no, it. it
1: but but, I, I, but that, I have a question for you guys because you guys are working from home and I haven't experienced that. And I, you know, I'm just working as hard as I ever have. Uh <laughs> but okay, so you know not- for, 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 for something i just i just want to hear the perspective of like working from home and not going out as much because i'm i'm out every day mm-hmm. uh, i'm out in the public every day i'm seeing people every day i'm yeah you know, i try to stay you know two meters away from people that i pick up and you know and i'm very clear with people when i deliver to their vehicle and my staff delivers to their vehicle they ask them open the door close the door you stay. You're too close to me. Like we're very vocal on that. Yeah. So, but I don't. I, I don't see. Like from your perspective, you guys go one or tw- two times a week to the math If that, I don't would. know. I don't. I. I don't. I don't understand that. <laughs> like, go ahead, Corey, You go I first. Haven't lived it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm definitely finding myself uh, much to the, the dismay of my wife. I find like I've got this mode in my head that's just like war time. I have this like, hunker down, this is like, this is what you need to do. You know, it's like, it sucks, but, you know, you gotta do it, and this is what you do, and you find your ways to to sort of keep your sanity in that sense. And, I don't know, tell yourself that that's what what you have to do to make sure that we do this right, right? Because if everybody (laughs) is sort of playing fast and loose with the rules, then there's no point in doing it, right? So, um, I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm taking it, uh, not I'm taking it a little too seriously because I don't, I don't think it's, I think we should be taking it seriously, but maybe it's causing me more anxiety than it should. So trying to deal with that. But as far as like how it is to work from home, I mean, I worked from home most of the time before, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty literate when it comes to although John Balaji might not say that might, might not feel the, the same way but uh I'm pretty confident when it comes to uh audio visual and uh and doing meetings over like online and that kind of stuff and getting those things going so I I didn't find that to be a challenge and honestly I I think a lot of it um especially with the organization that I work for we we did we didn't used to have the ability to do these kinds of things because of confidentiality uh, concerns, and now because we're in exceptional circumstances, they've kind of loosened the reins a little bit on that, and uh, I'm I'm happy about it. I I think it's it's something that I'm going to be using a lot more when we're sort of even when we're out of this, you know. So it's
1: it's it truly changing our. our our way of seeing the world in a way of of interacting with the world. And we're, we're capitalizing on the technology that we already have.
2: And that like has say technology we've had for 20 years.
1: That's right. Correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're using Skype. Yeah. <laughs> the, the
0: issue that I, that, that I've had for it, and this is, you know, uh, again, we, like, we do a lot of FaceTime calls and, and things like that. With like my folks and um, and uh, my wife's parents and that party yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. The house party app. That's true. Yeah, yeah. House we were party on out, yeah. We were on there the other night. Uh, was it last night? Yeah, yeah, last night. Uh, it's kind Great. of a cool, uh, a cool little app. There, you can play games and stuff on it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we do, we do a lot of those calls, and um, I, <laughs> I find myself kind of hooking this whole thing up to do Facetimes. To like sit down and and do uh, do Facetimes even with my parents because I although it's kind of cool to still be able to talk over Skype and talk over over Facetime it's a million times better if you kind of work backwards from trying to make it as much of a real conversation as you can. And if you can hear the person naturally, you can speak to them naturally. There's not much of a delay in in how you're talking. Like you've got a good connection right now. And it's, it's awesome to to actually not have a delay Mm -hmm. in speaking to you uh, through this. And uh, I I think that makes for better. Like you sort of, you don't find yourself talking over (laughs) Skype and going, Oh, I, I just can't wait for this to be done because I'm like this is just not going well. You know, mm-hmm. there's not yeah. well, there's the technical issues and all that. So I I don't know. I'm I'm I I'm finding some positives, some negatives. Maybe I'm reaching for the positives a little bit too much so that it's bearable. But yeah. it is what it is. Uh,
2: there you go. I found it's been uh, likely from what I was doing. I was already doing a fair amount of distance work already. I would go into the office and there was a portion that was in person but it was also a portion that was, all, that was distance so i already was already had the set up to do all my stuff for, you know from whatever location so it wasn't a huge change for that it doesn't make a difference like it you know you don't get that interaction aspect which makes it kind of boring and like like Corey said you know like you were saying maybe you guys go out once or twice a week if that yeah. you know like i we we might just go over to go pick up food from you, which we've done two or three times already, or we've sent yeah. out, you know, uh, one of our parents to go do it. Uh, we've we've uh,
0: sacrificing the elderly.
1: Yeah. That's Jason's demo. I seen, seen your parents today. <laughs> <Yeah>. Today <laughs> they, well, they went out. today. Oh, they went more yeah. than once this week. You yell at them.
2: Uh, uh, you know, like <laughs> we might go do whatever, but we don't go out that often. We've been purposely making sure we go out and walk the kid around. But it's been kind of nice just for my situation just because, you know, new kid. I didn't, uh, like, I'm home all the time. I didn't really have to take any parental leave. Yeah. So it kind of just, it worked out for me to a degree. Uh, It's boring. You know, like, this kid won't really have interaction with other people for uh, maybe another month.
1: Yeah. Who knows?
2: So it's like, it's kind of tough. Like, and like, also, like, he, you know, our my my parents, you know, the parents can't see the kid okay. until things could be a little bit more eased up. Like they're just sitting there, and just two or three blocks away, can't see the kid, yeah. which yeah. really and sucks. We,
1: it, it does, but we're doing it for a better day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you and know, and what you say?
0: Sorry, uh, what but, what you're saying, Jake, uh, about. like the kid part of it like that's the part that i find the most difficult out of this to me i honestly feel like not like it's a piece of cake but like i didn't lose my income and i'm you know able to get by and if i got to go into that mode of like hunker down and do like that to me is not a problem but where i find it difficult is to watch my kids not be able to see their grandparents uh not be able to hang out with their friends not like yeah not being able to go to school and be a kid. Cause you know this mm-hmm. time of year was always uh, a really good time, right? The sun was coming out. Yeah. You get to play outside more. You get to go ride your bike around with your friends and everything. And it's play in the park and exactly. And they're not getting that, and it it sucks. That that part of it is is not fun. Yeah, uh,
1: you, you know what we've like uh, my kids are a little older than your kids, um, but we we've we've created through Messenger a uh, uh, kids Messenger. With all of their friends, so Ooh. like d- during the day, she, uh, Mayel, my eldest, she's nine years old. Uh, she'll go on her her app and she'll talk to four four girlfriends at the same time. So her 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 group of friends at school, like her best friends, they talk to each other so every day. And so they, they we've created that bond to make it easier on them. And uh, even for our younger ones, we. We're calling their parents and saying, "Hey, can we do some Facetime with uh, you know with your child with, with Mila?" And because they need that, and uh, it's it's tough. Like I mean, the three girls they are all together uh, all day. It's, it gets annoying, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I totally get it. And uh, so so we're 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 using these strategies. It comes back down to technology as well. Yeah. Uh, so thank God we have. You know we we have these t- we have these tools to be to use during these times. Um, Could you imagine this happened? What?
0: That this happened instead of nine eleven, and we were all on fucking ICQ. Oh, oh god! Oh oh! <laughs> at the McGee household on a fifty six k connection. Uh, Sending messages Get off the phone I'm trying to get on the internet Well the McKees had two
2: phone lines They were uh, high class
0: What? Two phone (laughs) lines Who are you kidding We had two phones (laughs) Two Wow
2: One was a Vista And was one Well one a VTech like cordless (laughs) Yes Nice Yes and I did
0: bring that one I actually did bring that one to uh, University it was our shared phone on our floor, which was a thing back then. No one had cell phones. Like cell phones existed when we were in I in, had a cell phone. Had you had a, a cell phone. phone. <laughs> <song>. <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone. Nobody, most people on the floor didn't have a cell phone. So we shared yeah. a landline and the landline was in my room. And if somebody needed to make a call, they'd go get it. And everybody laughed at it because it was a cordless phone that looked like Zach Morris's cell phone.
1: Yeah. Sort of to... i remember that
0: yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I, 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 uh, I, what, I first had a, a one thing corded one i did for my first year i, I didn't have a cell phone
1: so. you had a corded phone
2: <laughs> yeah jesus
1: i had a cell phone since grade nine
2: wow must be nice yeah. for the, but the old motorola
1: making moves the old motorola which one? Must the razor, nice. the snake? No, it was uh, like it was. It was the size of uh, a yeah, the, uh, the wireless phone.
0: Yeah. Ah, yes, yes, the, yes, the strong yes. one,
1: so whatever. Yeah, you could throw it. You could throw it to the wall. It'll never break.
0: Yeah, battery life would be like <laughs> fucking ten days.
1: Yeah, exactly. Never had to put it on a charge. I don't remember ever charging it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> never did no
2: <laughs> never, never
1: did, never
0: did. <laughs> i had a Nokia like little brick phone and i probably still have it somewhere here uh but that phone like i think those things had the best battery life like you could literally lose it for two weeks and then find it and it still had a charge yeah, yeah those were those were good phones Back then when phones only made calls and if you wanted to text, you better be there for a good 10 minutes.
2: Oh, had, didn't, wasn't there T9 texting? That, T9,
0: that's what I mean. T9 texting. You got clicked at it though. You got fast. Yeah, not me.
2: I once got a $1,500 phone bill. Jesus Christ. What would you do? What's porn? Or phone sex lines, what do you call it?
0: Durst was calling you know Russian ha- hot tip lines.
1: You know what? I, what had happened is I think it was in university. I had downloaded the NHL app yeah. uh, to keep me updated on on all the games, and it was running in the background for a month. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it cost me fifteen hundred fucking dollars.
0: Did you have to right. pay it, or did you call and tell them? Uh, yeah, I don't have the money to
1: pay. You. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have the money. It didn't work. It didn't work. I had to pay it. Yeesh. If not, they were going to go after my credit. And then two years later, uh, the government made it illegal to do that. So I tried to go back on it. And he told me to. Too late. He told me where to go.
0: Told you, no, sorry. Rogers got yeah. you 1500 bucks.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, exactly. speaking of Rogers, did you see the announcement today? The Premier and uh, Lecce, they yeah, were talking about. Today. What's that?
1: No, I was working today. Oh, why? Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs>
0: hey, this happened over the lunch hour. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, you know the, uh, I guess one of the the big problems with this online education and uh, and and communication with students and teachers is that some kids, you know, you wouldn't think this, but there's a lot of people that are not connected to the internet. They don't the digi- have
1: the any digital of that. Divide, the digital divide is bigger than we actually know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some people just don't like, there's no option for them to have internet, right? Either yeah. they don't, They e- either they can't be connected or they rely on cell internet. And then if you're in a place with poor cell phone reception, then you're completely fucked, right? So, I guess they're w- one of the um, one of the steps that they've taken. Like the provincial government, uh, they announced a partnership with Apple and uh, with uh, Rogers today that they're going to be providing uh, low income uh, kids from low income families with iPads and yeah. um, uh, unlimited free data, mm-hmm. like to, mm-hmm. to communicate with their teachers, which. That's a huge step, like obviously, yeah. and and they did point out that they're they're purchasing all the iPads at a like a discounted price, obviously because they're buying a fuck ton of them. But uh, like that's that's a huge step, right? Like you don't make that kind of investment without some commitment to this. In a sense, one one for the pandemic, but also I I think. You know, like, what happens? All right, everybody goes back to school in September, and these things just sit in a fucking warehouse somewhere? Yeah.
2: Two million. <laughs> well, well, well,
1: well, let me tell you something, and I've already had this discussion with Fran. Uh, my kids, if, if the government, provincial government decides to go back to school this semester, I already told my wife, my kids are not going into school. No. There's no fucking way. No. Like, it it's won't too happen, early, so... No, I know it won't happen But I, but, but stop stop stop, stop saying you yeah. Another another four weeks Oh, another four weeks It's up. not going to happen
2: It's just, not going to happen Just cancel
1: the say, school year say, Cancel the school year and say September We're going to continue uh, giving work to our kids And, and we're going to continue uh, You know, working their minds I agree with that I, I, I'm 100% for that But when you say, you know, we're going to go back to school It's going to happen get rid of that life well we don't need do you know
0: where they might um they might be able to salvage something or they might attempt to salvage something and that's going to really depend on the numbers i think the only kids that this matters for is grade grade 12 uh to maybe salvage the last few weeks uh and if if they can do that then so be it but maybe separate those groups out, right? Like you can say, all right, we're going to cancel the whole school year uh, for, for everybody, but uh, the, the grade 12s and we've got a proposed return date of this, but we are going to have to reassess by this specific time. I Like, again, we're, we're not the policymakers and we're not the, the, we don't have to deal with the political implications that come with something like that. So I don't know what, you know, why yeah. they keep just extending this by four weeks every time. But, um, <laughs> uh, uh I don't know. You would assume that there's got to be some kind of play there. Uh,
1: you, you know, you know, what? like, and I'm, I think that the governments have doing, have been doing, I said this before today, uh, they're doing a good job going through this pandemic. I think, uh, 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 we could all pick at little things we can, mm. but these were the people that were in place. To manage this, and I think they did a hell of a good job with the tools that they had, if we, you know, and, and, and the knowledge that they've been given. I mean, the knowledge that they've been given by, let's say, uh, you know, the first outbreak of China is is close to no good. Uh, but as we moved along, they've learned and they've knowledge from countries like italy spain the united kingdom that's where the real knowledge has been coming through and i think we've been managing it pretty good but i think where there is a lack that i think we need to work on is starting to educate people a little bit more on getting them ready for when they start to tell us we can go out a bit more we can but this is what you have to do yeah. you know this yes we're telling people wash your hands and song, but it has to be a little bit more uh educational and it has to be a little bit more in your face uh through any any means uh necessary uh people need to know people need to understand and uh through every democratic uh, de- uh, you know from from Some poor right. to ri- demographic to from poor to rich yeah. Uh, that is the step that we they need to take today yep. so that in two to three months from now, we are ready to go out back into a restaurant, to go uh, back into a school. We haven't gotten that education yet. So sh- until that happens, no school can be open, no public venue can be open, no concerts, no hockey games, no sport events, nothing yeah. until... We've gotten that proper education, and we've gotten the proper policies and procedures in place to make it happen.
0: I agree. Yep. You know. Yes.
2: But. I uh I I want to bring something back, and uh, I agree. There's no, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I I never said that to Mark before, but you're right. <laughs> uh, but you were talking about uh, when we talked about the, you were talking about the uh, the iPad thing and like how a lot of people don't have access to the internet. I know being from this, you know, us being from this, you know, area of the province, we automatically assume, you know, uh, the far north. But you know what? It's actually surprising. You go to southwestern Ontario and these little farming communities outside of, you know, windsor Essex County and stuff like that. There's barely cell phone signal. They have crap internet. I had buddies come up and we were driving and we were like, they wanted to take, you know, uh, Photos, uh, uh star photos, whatever, because like we have such good sky. But like if you drive, I know it was crazy. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I, funny. I, and and the like, like, it's funny. They would be like, man, the sky's so nice. I'm like, I don't know, it's what it looks like. I don't like what are you' talking about. That's, that's what it is. But to them, they don't get to see it. They live next to Detroit, and it's just yeah. there's no stars. But uh it's funny, like think about if you drive from here to Subway, you essentially don't lose why uh, like you know cell phone reception the entire bloody way. You go to North Bay; almost the entire there's very few spots where you don't have connection. You can be on the phone the whole bloody way because you no, know, we we had uh, government dollars put into Northern Ontario to somewhat prop up and have you know cell reception here yeah. for yeah. you know for emergency needs and, and for you know that that requirement. That's not like that. You get like out of of London; there's spots where you do not have cell phone reception, and you are only two hundred kilometers away from oh, Toronto like Center. Yeah large center it's crazy how like like we assume it's those remote communities but there's a lot of small little communities in the middle of nowhere in in, in southern ontario that have that issue we that we think it's us but it's also that
0: yeah yeah that does that that's true i think uh, a lot of people's perception is is the fact that you look at communities where they're lacking in other in in other ways right like lacking in economic activity that you think, oh, they're not connected to the internet, but uh, I I know like the re- cell phone reception on the the highway between here and Sudbury, like the that 144 used to be garbage, complete yeah. garbage, and then yeah. there was investment in that, and you like as su- it used to be as soon as you turned off the 101, to the 144, yeah. uh, you lost. Well, never mind that. By the time you hit like the Walmart on the one, right? You're yeah. the left. Yeah. you you lost complete cell phone reception and you didn't get it to like maybe like what Chelmsford
2: yeah like well
0: Chelmsford yeah. um and now it you get it solidly up to the, Almost the watershed way. and then uh, you yeah. you get a good you signal invite- there
1: yeah, after the watershed, you have a good some spot. spots. Yeah,
2: there's some spots yeah. you don't get it, and there's some hilly spots where you, you, you're you're caught yeah. out. But overall, like it's not that far away <laughs> pretty... to get reception. Yeah. And there are no it's...
0: communities there. Like there's not nope. nothing along that 144 straight. Yeah. Oh,
2: like I, I try to tell my my buddies like if they come visit like if you leave Sudbury, you gotta gas up. Yeah. like <laughs> they, they don't assume this. They're like, oh, I got you know, we got so much in my tank. And, like my one buddy came up from motorcycle. I'm like, gas up, like. Mm-hmm you <laughs> don't think you understand like if if that gas station is closed for some reason you know if the watershed's closed you ain't getting yeah, gas for 300 something like 300 kilometers like gas
0: you're, you're gonna be asking somebody for a ride that's for yeah. sure uh no that's uh it, it's true yeah that that's an interesting uh an interesting thing because yeah. i it's and that's true.
2: government funding that did that too that is not private industry because private industry you know, if you ask Bell and, and Rogers, like, hey, you guys, you know, set up towers all the way up to, uh, you know, 144 to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Why would I do that? Like, we're going to, to help four people. They walk but no, the only reason why I start is because of government funding. So we do, we do have these extra, you know, there's a lot of stuff, infrastructure we don't get because we're so far away. But there are some things and telecommunications, one of them that we actually got, we're actually okay Yes, we don't get some other stuff I and mean, it takes us a little bit longer, but we're not that far behind. Yeah. Yes, you know, if you want to talk about the far north communities, that's a, a whole ball of wax. But yeah, it's it's surprisingly not here is the issue. It's weirdly these these places you wouldn't think there would be issues.
0: So that, this is kind of a side point to that. Um, you know, infrastructure projects. Um, I know the past few podcasts, we've been trying to speculate on what, what the world looks like after all of this, right? Before the, the pandemic, there was a big, big push towards big, massive mass transit projects, right? Like bullet trains Mm and, and things like that. Um, what like what do you think public transportation looks like do you, like i know there was a push and the ndp was really behind this right like trying to push for the the, the um, passenger Line. rail passenger yep. rail to come back to the, nor- uh, the north the north yeah. like what do you think the appetite for something like that's going to be given the fact that people need to be in close
1: quarters together i th- so I think there's going to be a hiatus on all this planning for at least two years. Um, until we really understand the, the effects of COVID-19. Uh, once we know, okay, is it with us forever? Is there going to be a cure? Is there going to be a vaccine? Are we all going to be immune to it after this? Uh, I think it's all going to come down to that. Uh, we will continue to truck along. So no, I, will. I don't doubt that, but but just, I think I think it's just going to be a push away until we could really assess what actually happened.
0: Okay. Because
1: right now we're on a day to day. Everything changes on this. Uh, you know, from, from this disease, every day we're we're learning new things. Every day we're changing processes and policies. Every day we're. Changing what our outlook is going to be. So I think it's hard to answer that question until we have a full assessment of it. I don't think those projects are going to be mothballs, uh, because at the end of the day, we live in an urban environment. Uh, not maybe not us, but the you know three three quarter of the world is living in urban areas, and. Uh, it's the only way to move people, but, uh, but there will be a push from working at home a lot more today than there is for people to say, I'm driving into Toronto to go work for an hour. You know what I mean? Uh, I think a lot of non-essent it's going to create that. Uh, uh, there's going to be less people traveling to work and more people working from home. Oh, especially, I think uh, that for
0: sure. I think a lot of companies are going to start seeing that. But sorry, I, I I feel like I should reframe that question because you're. I think you're right in the sense of COVID, like a uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Right, like yes, we are going to get past this. Uh, though we're presumably going to find a vaccine, and uh, people are going to get immunized for it and that particular threat will be sort of something in the rear view mirror right
2: <laughs> but
0: but what I'm more thinking about like before you get on a public like bus or a train or somewhere where you're shoulder to shoulder with somebody again and it doesn't have to be you or me it just has to be like a, a certain group of the population there's a lot of us that before this we're going about our lives hap- like happily unaware of pandemics in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't understand them. Didn't understand what, like, what it meant to have a virus sort of take over the whole world, have everybody go under lockdown, right? So, how there to me, it almost feels like there's going to be a certain uh, portion of the population. That is going to remain going to remember all of this. Right. And before they get on a bus again or they get on a train or they get on. And and that's a little bit what I'm wondering is these this big push for like efficient mass transit that we used to have where people were like, yeah, yeah you know what I could stand. I, I, I could sit beside somebody. You know, a foot away from somebody else for a three-hour ride across the country. You know, on on this fucking uh, this train that's going like high, whatever high-speed rail. It this I I don't know that those people are necessarily going or there's going to be as many people that are going to be signing up so enthusiastically for that.
2: But uh, Corey, I think that's this might be in. I might be wrong, but I think this is we're looking from a lens of being from northern ontario thing you know we are a you know we are a transportation we are a driving culture even though there's a bunch of states like that too where everything's you know you know if you're in montana it's a driving culture all that stuff everyone has their own vehicle everyone drives but in the larger urban areas the torontos even you know the, the vancouver's montreal's the metro is the way to get around so these people to them it'll be came back to normal and and that's the, the 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 larger portion of the population of the country. And you know, if you look at you know you know South you know South Korea, Taiwan, China, Japan, guess what? It's still the metro. Like overall, uh, people are going to still you know they're going to get over that fast, and they're yeah. already kind of over it, and they will be over it. Will there be no new investments? You might be right. There might be a slow to do to yeah. be willing to take that on, just because there'll be, regardless. You know, if it's a good idea or not a good idea, or if or we have a way to to settle this stuff, there will be a you know if somebody doesn't want to spend that money on infrastructure, there'll be that naysayer that will just throw that you know the excuse. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, the excuse like, well, what if this happens again? Then there'll be enough of an excuse like, you know, I just want to protect lives. So I think there's a chance these mm. these uh, things get squashed maybe a bit. But like, guess what? We're still I'm still taking a flight to Alberta or BC. If yeah. I need to get to Alberta BC because I'm not fucking driving,
0: it's interesting. Uh, you say it's interesting I, I that think, you say uh, the the China thing because I think we'll learn a lot of them uh, by them reopening, right? Yeah. So them reopening, and are you going to see the crowds on the yeah. you know on the subway on the trains, right? Like it, it'll be interesting to see.
1: But, but it, it comes back to it comes back to my earlier point of educating people yep. of what you have to do, what you have to do in public. Don't put your fucking hands in your mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> well, if you're if you're at home, it's fine. But I think it's going to be put keeping you know putting that back into people's heads. You know, yeah. hey, today they announced starting tonight at midnight. Anybody in an airplane coming into Canada or leaving Canada or flying in Canada has to be wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. That's the new policy of flying in Canada. So if you're taking a flight coming into Canada. From the united states or from china or from anywhere you better have a mask because if you don't have a mask turn back around get another plane ticket somewhere else
0: really you yeah. think that they would just stock masks for people to give them that as they're walking on the plane
1: well they, they probably have That's probably going to be what what they're going to be doing i don't know I, I don't know the exact uh implications but that's the new policy that came out today starting tonight at midnight Anybody going into into a plane ha, uh, has to be wearing a mask. Man,
0: yeah. See, okay. I'm glad that you're you're bringing up uh, uh, PPE uh, on that front because I I did want you to talk a little bit about this uh, Volant Shield project that your folks have going on because I think this is fucking great. Tell us how this came to be. Like, where where are they? Where did they get oh. this idea that they wanted to do that? Fuck you, look good.
1: thanks buddy so so my brother lives in Belleville and his brother-in-law is a teacher at uh, in Belleville what is it Uh, which college is in Belleville (laughs) Loyalist yeah Loyalist College so he's a teacher in Loyalist College and I think in uh, manufacturing and what uh, processing um, and they have a uh, a 3D printer uh, at the college, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Chad's uh, extended family is in the healthcare industry, and uh, so I guess they came upon uh, you know a site or somebody else making these masks uh, for PPEs, and they got into it, and they they did the call for. Uh, for for fundraising in Belleville and my parents, you could see my parents really want to help during this pandemic. They they were calling me. They were asking, "Mark, can you help you? I know this is is going to be tough work." And you know, like, because I have the duty to feed people in tenants, and and uh, that's why I continue to go to work. And and not only for financials, but because we have a real duty to to feed people. It, it, you know, if I call Pete, you know, I've called the uh the health unit and I've talked to them about you know if somebody gets sick in my place like what do I do you keep trucking you keep feeding <laughs> you know you're essential yeah they can't they go home they go home they isolate for 14 days and then and then we go from there but so going back to my parents they, so they really wanted to help but I didn't want them at my place because what we had a very high risk that one of us, at my shop would catch COVID because we've had fourth, uh, a fourth layer of individuals coming into my shop that were related to COVID-1, COVID-2, COVID-3. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so we had a high risk that we would be infected as well. Uh, so that, that, that was on my mind when I closed down the shop for like two weeks. <laughs> do I have it or do I not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and talk about anxiety. That's the, probably the highest anxiety I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but my parents, so they really wanted to do something, and then they've seen that, and they're like, we want to do this in Timmins. We want to help or Because my sister is a nurse in the front line. She's in Emerge. They had have, they have no PPEs, hardly any PPE. And, uh, I, and they didn't have the right to use the PPEs all the time because they had a shortage. So that's stressful for people that are in the front line where you don't know who you're talking to or where, what their history is. And so my mom and my father really want help because uh, number one is my mom was working at the hospital before it happened. And when COVID one happened, uh, I, poli- I politely and forcefully asked her not to go back to the hospital. <laughs> It's very so, good good for you. Loves his mom. You know? Uh and uh well my dad has has had heart attacks and has diabetes and you know, he's he's part of that group where we have to protect. And um so they were really looking for something to help and looking to be participating. So they decided, you know what, we're gonna make these shields. And they went out uh to this to, to Dollarama. They they knew they, they found a kit and uh, they knew what they had to buy and whatnot, and then they came up with the idea of uh, uh, of of doing this and supplying. They just wanted to serve by supplying the hospital with 300 labs. And uh, so they went online uh, last, I guess, two weeks ago to ask for donations to help, and they have upwards of $10,000 in community, community dollars. They have six or seven couples in their houses, uh, making them themselves. So my parents created also a, uh, videos of how to make them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is what you do. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, step six, all videos. Uh, they've, uh, supplied, uh, TDH they've supplied Extendicare, They've supplied, um, the golden Manor. Uh, they've, uh, they've supplied, uh, pine, uh, the one in, uh, uh in South End. uh, Spruce Hill yeah, Lodge and a couple uh, the, 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 women's shelter, uh, 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 they have a list online also. And they're going to be, uh, driving to uh, lady Minto in Cochrane, So that's the hospital in Cochrane they're going to be supplying the hospital in, in uh, Erika Falls, sorry. Um, uh, they're, they've, they've sent some to the jail. Uh, so they're really, really helping the community. Uh, a lot of the community's members have helped out as well. Uh, not just in donation, but also, you know, giving them, uh, boxes, uh, giving them gas and, and whatnot to be able to do all this. And, uh, they're very humble. They're very happy, uh, but they've also had calls, uh, calling call from. Um, they helped create groups in uh, in Saskatchewan. Help groups in uh, in Saint John's, Newfoundland. Uh, so they have quite the network from what the work they're doing. they they're doing great work. Uh, very proud of my parents. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's amazing what people could do to help the community in times of need that's awesome yeah real quick uh,
0: where where can people like if people are listening to this and they want to go check it out uh, do they have like a Facebook page uh, dedicated to this or is there anywhere that they can uh, can look them up
1: yeah so they could go to uh, Lorraine Durpo's Facebook page uh, and uh, they can donate to uh, Mario dot at I think it's at. L- let me just double check. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. What sure. I could do, I've cause I, I know I shared the video on my personal page. I can share the uh, the link or whatever on on the yeah, uh, if you can share the link, that would be great. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Absolutely. No, that's uh, amazing stuff. Oh, did we lose derps? You fucked off on us, eh? It, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, we we sort of got uh, cut off there for a second, but that's all right. Uh, hopefully, we didn't lose that video. <laughs> uh, fuck. Really? We... No, I don't know. I uh, think no. we'll be okay. Yeah, I know you. All safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that being said, uh, yeah, anybody who's uh, listening to the podcast now, I'd highly encourage them to go check that out. We're gonna post that link with the podcast today and uh they can donate uh and uh, jay you'll put that link to uh mario's what is it is it a paypal account derbs
1: uh no it's gonna be uh email transfer like e- uh, e-transfers
0: e-transfers okay, okay yeah sorry. so
1: they they decided not to go to through a uh, fund me page or all that because they also take uh, a large amount so right. uh you know all the donations are, they're, they're publicly saying you know what they've, they've received and uh, uh, what they're, they're giving out and what they're purchasing, so at the end of the day and, and at the end and if they have too much, uh, they're going to work to do donations into the community uh, uh, if, if if that comes. but at the end of the day, they want to have about three thousand masks then
0: Three thousand masks then
1: Yeah, I think they're at fifteen hundred right now. Wow.
0: Wow, that's yeah. amazing yeah that's uh that's pretty pretty crazy work uh, that and I don't know kudos to them for doing the, doing the work that that's the hard work that's involved in these kinds of things and kind of keeping the community going and it's nice to see that that's that's the reaction that we're seeing from from a lot of members in the community right like people sort of stepping up and uh, and finding ways to do what they they can do. And, and I mean, even little things like when you see somebody kind of going out to pick up groceries for somebody else, offering to help out someone else, like they, yeah. these are the things we can do to sort of make up when, uh, the fact that we can't see each other. Right. You know, I, I heard yeah. some people who compare this, um, to <laughs> like Jay, you had talked about a, a couple podcasts ago. We talked about, uh, the blitz, right. The Brits, yeah. uh, kind of hunkering down during the blitz. And in certain ways, like a lot of, a, I've read a lot about this. That the that the people who were involved and lived through that, they look back on it fondly because it was a time where they all kind of um, banded together, right? And they were sort of uh, helping each other out. There was a, a big sense of community and all of that. And one of the the weird parts about this situation is it's definitely a crisis situation where we could all be contributing, but it's also a crisis situation where we all can't be together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we all can't physically be in the same room and be helping each other out. So, I mean, it, it, you know, we made this point earlier that it's amazing that we we're going through this at a time where we have this technology and we can sort of leverage it and, and stay together and sort of communicate through social media and all of that. So, definitely it's it's something that people need to be doing so it's it's cool but uh yeah i definitely wanted to talk to you about that we are sort of coming up on our uh on our 90 minute mark here uh, and i'm Very mindful dope. of uh yours and jay's time <laughs> you guys got nothing better to do right derps you're not providing food to the community or anything
1: the kids are sleeping <laughs> and it's my weekend
0: now. <laughs> uh, good. Well, that being said, um, how about you let everybody know where they can find you. They can find more information on Dabrowski's and uh, their delicious meat and produce bundles and uh, how they can order.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're on Facebook and uh, so it's Dabrowski Spoke Meats on Facebook. Every week we uh, post our new bundles, uh, either Uh, fresh meat or frozen meat or fresh vegetables. We have uh, fresh vegetable bundles for two people, fresh vegetable bundles for families of four to five. Uh, We have fruits. Uh, We're going to be also coming online. Well, we have eggs. We're also going to be coming online with some milk and butter. So you can get all your essentials at our our shop. And uh, the the kicker to our service is it's 100% touchless service. Um, so we provide we take all the payment information over the phone, either by e transfer or credit card, and then we deliver it to your vehicle or we deliver to your home uh, without touching your vehicle, without touching your home, like your your doors, whatnot. So uh, it's 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 really it's re- it's really a good service that uh, provides uh, you know as much safety that we can uh, think of to provide to the community. Um, and I think that's, what's really important, uh, is to keep everybody safe. And, uh, that's why we made, we were, we took, some people think we took excessive, uh, uh, excessive, uh, approach to this, but I think we took uh, appropriate approach to, to what could have been, uh, you know, a really bad pandemic if, if we wouldn't have caught it in time. So I, I appreciate all the support from the community. I appreciate people that are patient with us. Uh, we have a really good turnaround time to our deliveries, really good turnaround times to our pickups, and it's very smooth. We've worked out all the, uh, you know, all, all, all the uh, all the wrinkles, and uh, uh, we're we're hoping to, to be able to provide this for the next couple of months uh, at this rate. I don't think we're going to change our process for for a little bit. I think we're going to stay like this until, uh, we can really say that it's, uh, safe to, uh, to shop in our shop and, uh, for n- not just the safety of, of the community, but, uh, for me, when I made those decisions, it was number one, my family and number two, my, my, my workers and number three, my community. So if I couldn't, if I couldn't say I have the safety of my two, my two priorities, which is my family and my workers. I wasn't gonna support. I, I was. I couldn't support the community with with serving them. So this is the way that I, I've I've taken it: is that uh, everything by phone, everything by deliveries. Uh, this way, we have a really good service for people that need that in this community. So I appreciate all the everybody that's been supporting us. But I think the number one people that I do have to thank is my employees. Uh, they've really took the challenge and uh, really made it work. Uh, it's it's a scary time for people that are in the public and we were right in the public uh, when, when this crisis kind of blew up on us. And I think uh, my staff, my 10 people that work for me right now are, are heroes and uh, they've taken this challenge and uh, they've made it happen. I couldn't have done it without them. And uh, they continue to support me in what I'm trying to achieve, and I think uh, you know, hats off to everybody uh, that works in a grocery store, everybody that's uh, serving food in the community. I think they need to be thanked and they need to be respected after this has, after this whole pandemic has happened. I mean, let's stop saying low low wage workers. Um, I think they are respectable. I think they our uh, heroes in our community uh, to being in the forefront of this disease and making sure that everybody's well fed. Uh, I just, that's one thing that I hope that people take out of this is grocery workers and food uh, food personnel are so essential in our community. And I hope that we can take this and learn from it and give them the respect that they need to have. New labor movement. (laughs) you know i think it's they they they, they work hard and uh they 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 need the respect uh from 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 people around the the community and i think uh, they've they've shown uh their um their ability to serve in this in this period
0: awesome awesome well we really appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh I for one, look forward to uh, those who those first businesses that decide to do true touchless delivery and use the force to transport things from your vehicle to your home with <laughs> zero touch. that that exactly, exactly as you're doing it. So that being said, Jason, do you have any words of wisdom for us? As we're drinking beers and bunkers With Mark Durapo tonight
2: Yes I do
0: Awesome. And this
2: is especially for, for Mark I think it, it holds true to Mark uh, This is from uh, Ecclesiastes uh, A biblical verse uh, Chapter 9 verse 7 Go Eat your bread with joy And drink your wine with a merry heart For God Has already approved what you do <laughs>
0: Very good <laughs> oh, cheers day
2: to
1: day that! Day cheers, cheers. All right, so guys, cheers.